welcome to this edition of the Blind Podcasters Roundtable, whether you're listening to us on Clubhouse Live or subsequently, assuming I pushed all the right buttons to record it, in the Blind Podmaker podcast feed. Before we get into our major subjects today, just a couple of brief notes. First, if you have been concerned about the Apple podcast state of affairs, then Apple has finally broken its silence after many people wanting to know what is going on there. And they've said they know that there have been some submission problems to the Apple podcast directory, that they're working on that. And as a result, they have delayed the implementation of their subscription service to sometime in June. So we could be looking at towards the end of June, I would think, before we get all of that happening. So hopefully, if you have been trying to initiate a new podcast and you've had some difficulty, help is on the way, as the Little River Band might say. Let's hope so. Uh, Also, I want to preview next week's Blind Podcasters Roundtable because it's going to be a special one. We're going to have both of the founders of CleanFeed on this session. And that's really exciting. I'm looking forward to that. I had a chat to them the other day. They're great people. They've been quite responsive to accessibility issues as well. For those who aren't aware, CleanFeed is one of the best ways to record remote guests on your podcast. It is just so flexible. One of the things that I find about producing tutorials, which I now do as a hobby, of course, rather than my career, is that when you go deep and you start explaining things to people, you learn things yourself. So over the weekend, I have been working on a little clean feed tutorial, which I will make available in the Blind Podcasters feed, the Blind Podmaker feed, before we do this. So if you want to try clean feed, it's got a very attractive free offering. You'll be able to do that and come with probing deep and meaningful questions for the clean feed founders this time next week. I hope to get that completed in a couple of days. It is quite comprehensive. It's going to run around about an hour, but it's going to show you everything about CleanFeed. And of course, I'm using the pro service, so you'll be able to see what pro is like and whether you think it's worth paying for. But today, we are going to be talking about a gadget that has taken the podcasting world by storm. It is the Rodecaster Pro from Rode. And while it has taken the podcasting world by storm, I think it's fair to say that the blind podcasting world is a little bit skeptical because it has a touchscreen with no text-to-speech way of navigating that touchscreen. So how important is it, both for input and output, to see that screen? Can you get around without it, even after a bit of initial setup? And what do you do with a road uh, caster? How does it compare, for example, with the PodTrack P4? Well, Ken Kirker has been uh, quite an enthusiast for this device and has also been working with Rode. And he joins me, funnily enough, on CleanFeed. So welcome, Ken. What I'm going to do is hand over to you, uh, take as long as you like to give us a presentation on what you consider to be the key points. And then when, you've, when you're done, let me know. We'll open it up for questions and comments. I'll hand it over to you. Hello. First of all, I think you can hear me well. Yes, you're good. You're good. Okay, thank you. You know, it is uh, really glad, uh, glad to be here, Dad. So, um, yes, um, you know, Roadcaster Pro is a, one of the game changer, changer in the world. And today I will try to uh, give some information about the unit. First of all, uh, please allow me to uh, explain the unit physical uh, buttons and, you know, all, other all features, please. Okay, first of all, the unit has eight faders on it and eight sound pad, five knobs, about 22 buttons on it. And back of the unit, from the left to right, you have four 
XLR microphone connection. These are not combo jack, these are standard XLR. And TRRS connection. Four microphone connection. Left and right monitor, main monitor output. SD card slot. Uh, Type-C connection for computer or smartphone. Power connection and power off and on button. At the um, front side of the unit, we have only one extra headphone output. It is 3.5. The other connections are 6.3, but the, the front side is uh, 3.5. This is mirrored of the host output of the headphone. That means you don't have five output. You have four uh, headphone output, but the front one is a mirroring the host output as well. And on the unit, you have left, uh, from left and right, you have four faders to control microphone, and one fader for computer sound, the other one for TRS connection for smartphone, the other one for Bluetooth, and the, the uh, last one is for sound cards. And from the right side, you have eight buttons for sound pads. Below these faders, you have mute and solo buttons for each fader. Only sound pad has button for solo, not for mute. And also, you have touch screen, as Jonathan said before. And below the touch screen, you have four channel selection buttons. Uh, these are above faders for microphones, but we cannot <laughs> use it, unfortunately. And also, the above of the fader for Bluetooth, you have Bluetooth pairing button. This is accessible. And middle, uh, above of the Bluetooth button, you have record button. From the right corner of the device, you have five knobs here. The four knobs for headphone output and the fifth one for uh, main output. You can control your monitor. First time when you open this unit, you have to adjust time and date. But when we compare with PodTrack P4, uh, if I'm not wrong, you have to set time and date to use the unit. But for Rode, uh, when you connect it to your computer or to your headphone and uh, microphone, yes, you have to set time and date, but um, you don't need to do that because the, the units will start to work when you power up. You know, it is not a problem for you to, to setting it up. And also, by using with computer, this device has two modes. The first one is stereo mode, and the second one is multi-track mode. For stereo mode, you will have two channels, 48 kilohertz, you know, and you can uh, use it for all of your uh, music or, you know, conferencing application like Zoom, Skype, and TeamTalk, and so on. But with multi-track mode, you can assign it to 14 tracks on Reaper. The first two tracks will be main output, and the other tracks will be dedicated uh, tracks for each channel. As an accessible way, when you set settings of the device at once by getting sighted help, uh, you don't need to uh, use the touch screen again. Yes, sometimes, sometimes when, you, when you want to change something, yes, you need sighted assistant, but when you set uh, your uh, you know, usage type, when you specify, when you adjust your settings, your basic operation settings, you don't need to make any changes on the touch screen. This is the basic, uh, you know, features of the device. There are many, many things. And 
also for soundtracks, it comes with a preloaded eight sound uh, soundtrack available. And also, if uh, if you go to road.com and your account, you can also download uh, eight more soundpads. It it will be about sixteen, I think, a uh, sixteen uh, different soundpads will be uh, given by the road, and you can use it within your production within your podcast. But the road says you have to use Roadcaster with this. Uh, sound effects. You will not have, you know, to use uh, other devices. So, uh, yeah, that's it. So, if you have any question about the unit, and also I will add extra comments while we are talking. I'm very excited, you know. So, yeah, let's continue, Jonathan. Fantastic. So, if you would like to ask a question, please feel free to raise your hands. And as usual, just a couple of notes about that. When we bring you up onto the stage, if you have time to. Please double tap your option for the room settings and then you will find room actions and you'll find there an audio quality setting. It defaults to medium. If you can set room quality to high or audio quality to high, that'd be great. And where possible, use a microphone that is not a Bluetooth ear pod of some kind, earbud of any kind, really. Um, even if it's your built-in mic, it's going to sound better than those dodgy things. Can you tell me a little bit more, just while we're waiting for some hands to go up, about the size of the unit? I mean, how portable is this thing? If I want to go out into the field, I guess one of the attractive things about the P4 is it's small. You know, you can you can even just... Yeah, sure. Yeah. So how does that compare? Because uh, you've got a full mixer here, haven't you? <laughs> okay. Firstly, uh, it has uh, 512 uh, megabytes uh, storage for, you know, uploading or recording uh, sound pads on it. And yet you can use SD cards uh, because it has a slot. Uh, but uh, you, you you don't need to use SD card to store your sound pads. For physical uh, options, it's 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 a color black, uh, and it's about one. I think it's about two kilogram. Uh, it's about one yeah, uh, nineteen eighty uh, grams. So the dimensions are three hundred fifty x two hundred seventy five, eighty two. Uh, so it is not a big device. It's uh, you can you you know you can use it and you can move it uh, and it has some different accessories. Also, uh, different uh, manufacturers created some backpacks and some covers for that to to pr protecting. Uh, yeah, it's about two kilogram and uh, the physical uh, dimensions are that I said. What's your interaction like with Road? I know that there's been some dialogue about accessibility. Mm -hmm. Have they been particularly receptive to the feedback that you and other blind Roadcaster Pro users have been offering? First of all, if I to be honest, when I uh, you know plan to get this device, I thought that I can uh, be able to you know enable Phantom Powers, for example, or I can enable a big bottom or, or like cider and other uh, microphone features. But when I got the unit and I saw that it is not possible to uh, adjust those settings. So I have just um, added some managing uh, person via LinkedIn from Rode. And I have just, uh, you know, sent an email to them. And I, I said that uh, I'm a blind person. So we are using multiple uh, devices and you know, roads change our lives, but there are multiple accessibility issues. For example, um, when you want to turn off the unit, you need to uh, press power button at once, and you have to choose yes on the screen. 
<laughs> so it is, you know, it is very complicated for us. So after this email, the road CEO replied me, and they also helped me to connect one of the product manager to work with Roadcaster Pro. And he was very uh, helpful person, and we have made multiple meetings uh, via FaceTime and via Zoom and uh, some different times. And he promised that we can make some adjustment on the accessibility because he said that he worked for an accessibility in USA before, and he said that I'm familiar for making some units or device accessible. Uh, and also he sent some projects. The projects allows us to use uh, gestures on the touch screen to make some, you know, basic operations. Uh, I'm not sure for the university name, but one of the USA universities created a project to uh, creating accessible gestures for blind and for uh, motor actions problem users, you know. So uh, we have started and they have implemented power button problem at the first time. Now, when we uh, double press power button, it's uh, automatically closing the unit and you don't need to touch the screen. Also, they have also expanded Bluetooth uh, thing because when you want to pair a device, you have to press Bluetooth button and choose yes from the screen as well. And they have also added a function to uh, pressing second time for accepting, you know. Um, but after, after that, unfortunately, he left from the company and another uh, product manager, uh, sorry, we have created very great uh, and detailed um, feature list with um, Neil Muirs uh, as well. And we have shared with Rode. Uh, so, unfortunately, new product manager is not familiar with accessibility and he didn't reply, uh, you know, I think two or three months. Yeah, I didn't get any reply. And I have just sent an, another email to, to uh, Rode CEO again. And they have created a new meeting. But unfortunately, uh, if I to be honest, uh, I didn't see the same reaction and same approach again. Um, after all, uh, one of the road employees said that we have officially started to work with Vision Australia to making road products uh, accessible for the future. And I have confirmed that, yeah, they have started uh, to, to work with Vision Australia. Uh, but unfortunately, they didn't do anything for the Roadcaster Pro either. Do you know if the people that are working with there understand audio in the way that would be necessary to get a meaningful outcome? I'm really not sure. Yeah. I'm really not sure. It's a shame. Yeah, it just goes to show how that this is a, you know, we're yeah, vulnerable, aren't we? Because one, one human can make a difference. If you find somebody who gets accessibility and demonstrates mm -hmm. some commitment, there's so much that can be achieved. And then when that person goes, you know. Yes. <laughs> all right. So let's yeah, go. They, they have to understand, you know. They have to understand. But uh, first of all, their approach is important because approach is starting all process. Firstly, they need to understand us and they want to make changes. And secondly, they can you know, afford and they can uh, you know, uh, specify which employee will work for us or what is the accessibility feature they will want to implement it and so on. But firstly, they need to understand us. Absolutely. Let's talk to Jeff Bishop, who is on stage now. Hi, Jeff. Hi. So I, I just Welcome, had a quick Jeff. question. Um, are you using a Mac or Windows? I'm currently use, uh, connecting with Windows, but I have used it with iOS as well. Uh, with Ferrite Recording Studio, it is possible to you know, make great recordings with Roadcaster Pro without problem. And also, Rode officially started uh, or sorry, published an ACO driver for Windows as well. So now, 
you can use the ACO driver for a Windows application. But yes, I tried with Windows, iOS, and Mac as well. It works well. Oh, that's great. Okay, so you can actually see each of the separate channels as a separate device then with the yeah, ACO yeah, driver? Yeah, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Terrific. Okay, that's, that's the question I had. Thank you. And you don't need to need any, uh, you know, cited help to, to using this because, for example, when you make your first adjustment, uh, you can, every time you can uh, assign your channel by using your DAW or other application, uh, you know, it is possible. Uh, yeah. Very good. Thank you, Jeff. That's a good question. Can you give me your thoughts on when somebody might be better going for say, the, the PodTrack P4, which seems to have gained quite a following in our community, and when somebody might be better to choose the Rodecaster Pro? Yeah, great question. Um, Jonathan, I think this is a very big question <laughs> because uh, the, the PodTrack P4 is more, um, I think, portable device. But for Rodecaster Pro, it is not portable like P4. But when you want to expand your uh, capability for example, when you got this unit, you will have power cable and Type-C cable uh, as well. But for PodTrack P4, you have to uh, buy other accessories, I think. If I'm wrong, please correct me. And also, uh, for Roadcaster Pro, it has multiple uh, accessories if you want to you know, expand your capability, as you can buy. But um, with, with the original package, you can start to use it. And also... Uh, for example, uh, for multi-channel, if you are using it in a studio, if you want to connect more than two or three microphones at once, or if you want to uh, create a session with seven attendees, you can use uh, Roadcaster Pro without problem. And the second thing is, um, this is just my thought. If I'm, you know, this is a really personal thought. I think the microphone prints are better because. Uh, this is a survey, uh, survey prints, and um, you know when you use a professional microphone like U eighty seven or uh, TLM one hundred three, uh, you know, or better mics, uh, because we have just recorded some uh, music sessions with them, and it works well. But if I, to be honest, I didn't test PodTrack P four on myself. I have just, you know, um, you know, listened to your uh, previous programs, and also I have just uh, listened some tutorials on YouTube. Uh, but yes, these are different devices. Um, yeah, this, you know, it has touch screen. But uh, for example, when you adjust your device, the, the first microphone will be a dynamic microphone. The second one will be, for example, phantom power and blah, blah, blah. When you set your options, you don't need to use touch screen. Today. So if I wanted to use this as a mixer in an internet radio setting, for example, because in my case, and I think in many of the cases of people actually here on, on the, in the room, some people are podcasting, but they're also wanting to send their mixer out to a single stereo source. So all their channels are going out to one source so you can ride the faders and you might use a tool like Station Playlist Studio, for example. Is that possible? Or, you know, what happens if you use it not in ACO, but in the sort of generic Windows mode? Yes, it's it's possible. Uh, for example, you when you connect the device with Type-C, USB-A Type-C cable with your computer, you can just uh, choose Broadcaster Pro Stereo, 
uh, as a, your uh, input device, and it will automatically collect all of your sources, your TRRS, uh, and also your Bluetooth, your uh, microphone, and your sound pad, and it, you will have a mix down for all of them uh, with two-channel stereo. And also, uh, for multi-track, you can use, you know, uh, you can assign per channel as well. But yes, you can you can mix down, and also it has monitor function as I mentioned before. It has left and right uh, TRS outputs. So if you want, you can directly connect to your mixer or your computer, your any equipment uh, directly, and you can adjust main volume with a, a dedicated knob on the unit as well. Uh, this is another capability. Uh, for soundpad, I just would like to add a quick note here. Um, Rode has a uh, created a new application. It's called Road Companion. This application, uh, when when they release, you know, it will use just for um, adjusting uh, parameters for sound effects. But now it is possible to make almost all adjustments with this application, and it is working real time. Normally, it is not accessible. It is not accessible. But uh, the CBAC, you know, it was created by Alexis Jelza from uh, Germany. And um, we have just tried to make some adjustment, and we and I can, uh, you know, completely say that it is possible to uh, manage all settings with CBAC. On I'm not familiar with that. So, what, what is that? Uh, the CBAC is a simple, uh, single access access blob uh, programming. I think it is taking a. Uh, image of the screen and it is allows you to using your keyboard uh, to navigate on a screen. Maybe you can remember some Reaper plugins they have developed, some Easy Drum 2 and some plugins Superior Drummer, maybe I'm not sure, but they have created a interface for make it accessible. And also for Melodyne, I think they have created and they have published. So with this application, yeah, it is taking time to create a interface for an application, but when uh, someone you know, worked on it, it is possible to use your screen, screen reader or uh, possible for NVDA. You can adjust all options. For example, you can upload or download your sound pads. You can adjust settings of the units directly. Okay. Let's go back to the stage and Douglas is up next. Hi, Douglas. Hi, Jonathan. Hope uh, everyone is well out here. Um, I'm not sure if you mentioned it previously. If you have, I'm sorry. Um, I accidentally kicked myself out. <laughs> but I was wondering how much the devices you're uh, speaking about. It's five ninety nine. Um, so you know, sometimes it is get. Yes, it is getting some uh, you know campaigns and some promotions. If you check on the internet, I think the uh, farman has some promotion for it. You, you can make a uh, search on the internet, but it's uh, it's five ninety nine, and sometimes six ninety nine is changing. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, that'll probably be a lot more in Canadian dollars then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure for your local currency, but yeah, yeah, it's possible. I think. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. Also, I had just. I forgot to add it. It has a, a built-in mix-minus feature for Bluetooth and TRRS uh, channels together automatically. So you can use it uh, like a PodTrack P4 without problem. Yes, that was next on my list of questions, actually. So now that you bring it up, yeah. I'll talk yeah. about that here. Tell me about the mix-minus feature because obviously really Rode started this trend of coming up with an easy device that does this mix-minus. I mean, having got this 22 channel mixer in front of me right now 
various permutations of mix minus break your brain i tell you i mean you can really you you can really <laughs> have a brain breaking thing uh, trying to get various mix minus things. i mean the way that we're doing this um to get you into uh, into the session from clean feed to make sure that you're not hearing yourself echoing back and also that the clubhouse people aren't hearing themselves echoing back that is just a cinch with either the P4 or the Roadcaster Pro, but the Roadcaster Pro started this. Can you talk us through the whole mix minus concept and how it's implemented in the Roadcaster Pro? Yeah, it is working very, very awesome. For example, uh, just uh, allow me to start with an example. Uh, for using Clubhouse, I'm just connecting my TRRS cable. It's called SC9 from Road. Um, I'm just connecting. It's to my iPhone 11 with this uh, original Apple adapter, a 3.5 to Lightning adapter. And I'm just opening and going to Clubhouse and no one can hear them, <laughs> you know, themselves. So it works very, very well. When you connect somebody with Bluetooth, it is automatically enabling as well. So uh, you can hear every, everybody, but they, they, can't, they can't hear you. Also, uh, this unit has an, another uh, feature and it's accessible. Uh, if you want, you can uh, enable pre-fade uh, mode. That means, for example, you have connected someone with a different channel and you want to hear, uh, you know, the attendee, but you want to prevent it to, to going to the live. When you press uh, solo and mute button on the host channel, the first uh, channel from the left, and also the dedicated channel that you want to create a pre-fade, uh, together it is uh, allows you to... Uh, hear only this attendee directly from the unit and it is not going to live. Uh, and mi mix minus is working at the same time as well. So, for example, I have just uh, connected my iPhone. Hold on, please. English, US. I have just connected my... It is not important. Alert. I have just connected... Tamim. Rodicat... The Rodocaster Trademark Pro is the world's first fully integrated not, podcast production. We gotta love studio. that Rodocaster. Whether you're connected, <laughs> yeah. heading level two. It is. It is working the well. Pro for makes professional podcasting easier. These are my sound pads. I can control its sound as well. So yeah, it is working well. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I bought the same cable for the P4. Actually, it's a very good choice for the P4. Yeah, yeah. As I mentioned before, yeah, SC9 is very great. Yeah. Yeah. How would you compare the difference between cabling up with a TRRS cable and the Bluetooth implementation? Can you hear a difference? Yeah, completely. The Bluetooth uh, is not better like a cabling, you know. <laughs> cable is very awesome because it's, it's uh, sending mono, you know, like a stereo. It's very great. But unfortunately, Bluetooth is, uh, uh, its bandwidth is not large as I want. So... Uh, you can you, you can completely understand it is a Bluetooth speaker or a uh, dedicated TRRS cable. Yes, it will be interesting to see if there are dollar signs or pound signs in Brian Hatton's metaphorical eyes over this Roadcaster <laughs> Pro. What should, what are your questions or take on this, Brian? Hello, can you Welcome, hear me? Brian. Okay? Yes. Yeah, great. Oh, very good. Good, I got that right. <laughs> um, you came with your part track before. <laughs> uh, yes, that's right. Partly. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's be. <laughs> so, so first, uh, two questions. Um, first of all, there has been a lot of discussion on the email list, particularly about the P four and audio cues. 
um, i.e. when you're starting to record onto an SD card, things like that. How does this product fare in relation to that? What sort of audio feedback will you get? Okay, uh, when you press, uh, for example, when you uh, insert an SD card to the unit, and Robot has a great list uh, which, which SD card will be more compatible. And for example, SanDisk Extreme series are better. Um, when you press record button on the unit, it is creating two separate recordings on the SD card. The first one is multi-channel WAV file. When you import this file to, to a DAW, as you know, it is expanding to all channels that you have used. And it is also creating a mix down, one stereo file for, for uh, all recording sources. I think it supports 32-bit as well. Uh, but yes, I, I have, I, I'm, sometimes I'm using SD card as a backup recording. When I start something, I'm you know, using computer, but I'm pressing record uh, button on the unit as well. And it is starting to record the SD card. And after all, I'm uh, connecting it to my computer and getting the files. Yeah, it has two different formats at a time. Can I just tease out this question from Brian? So to mm. give you an example, I've got the Zoom F6. And I love that thing. I blame Gary O'Donoghue. And uh, it, it's got the 32-bit float as well. Now, what gives me enormous comfort is that there's an option you can enable on the Zoom F6 where when you press record, it gives a very distinctive high-pitched double beep. So you know for certain as a blind person that you are recording. It confirms that you know everything's going to the SD card and it's just really wonderful. You don't get that kind of feedback of any kind when you do it on the P4. You're kind of hoping that you're recording. And in fact, when I was getting to know the machine, I was just getting mixed up between the big rail buttons at the top, which are actually the, the toggling of the tracks and the, the transport buttons for record, play, pause. So I pushed the one on the far right thinking that I'd pressed record. And actually what I'd done was I'd muted the, the track four. What an idiot. Now, if I had the <laughs> F6, I would have known that I wasn't recording because I wouldn't have got the beep. So can we get any kind of audible notification that recording has started? Unfortunately, on the... no. Right. It, it's already in our feature list, by, but the new product manager you know, didn't implement it. Uh, but uh, it, it's a workaround, just my you know, thought. Uh, first of all, the record button is very big button. It's a very, very big button. So, um, And when you use any light detection application with your iPhone, it is possible to... Uh, detect when when you press record and record is started, it is, is starting to uh, complete lighting. And when you use a light detection application, uh, you can you can understand it is started or not. And there is a if, if there is a problem, it is blinking uh, with the light, and you can also understanding if there is a problem or not. Uh, yeah, I think this is the best method you can use. Okay, thank you. There are certainly some very appealing things about this device, particularly uh, that uh, from what you seem to be saying, uh, there are uh, very few accessories that you actually need to buy. You, with the P4, you need to go armed with quite a shopping list in order yes. to get what you need. What I'm also interested in very quickly is documentation. Obviously, this machine sounds a lot more elaborate in terms of its mm -hmm. functionality. So I'm just wondering, uh, what is the documentation like? Is it extensive? Are we able to get to learn about the functionality easily? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. 
um, it's my pleasure. So, um, yeah, it has a, a manual, so you can download from the Road website. And for accessories, I just would like to add a quick note for you. Um, when you get this unit, you have you will have two accessories. You know, uh, the power cable and USB A to USB C cable uh, with two meters, and also Road announced a accessories pack for this unit. It has four accessories on it. Uh, it is ID uh, ring for XLR cables. It is not important for us, and also four. Uh, headphone converter it is 6.3 to 3.5 converters you can use with this unit and also uh, it is sc9 trrs to trrs cable as we mentioned before and also a dc uh, one usb this is this allows you to, to create a power bank to this uh, to power up this unit you can use a power bank to to power up you know while you are mobile uh, yeah the, these are can be purchased separately Am I also right in saying that there are various presets you can apply to microphone channels and that it also has quite a bank of um, dynamic audio compression options? Yep, you're right. Yeah. So let me try. I remember hearing that in the review. So, I mean, that that takes it to a completely different level from the P4, uh, the fact that you've got all these <laughs> different presets and, you know, uh, yeah. dynamic audio compression options. But can can you do that as a blind person? Uh, unfortunately, no. Mm. Firstly, it is possible to do that with the Windows application, but we need to make some adjustment to make it accessible. Maybe sometimes if Alexi will have time, we will create a, a template for NVDA users or users who, who can use NVDA to, uh, you know, would like to control their RCP, Roadcaster Pro. So for microphone, uh, when you go to channels option with sided help, there is a dedicated uh, channel button for each microphone channels. So uh, you have two options, firstly, uh, dynamic or condenser microphone. When you choose dynamic, you will have multiple options from Rode, for example, NT2A, uh, sorry, uh, PodMic, um, Pod also Procaster, and so on. And also you will have options for ElectroVoice RE20, and some other options, and standard dynamic. And for condenser, you will have NT2A and uh, broadcaster and some other microphones. And also, you will have a standard condenser microphone option. For effects, it has uh, two special effects for Rode. It's called Big Bottom and Oral Exciter. These effects are you know, making your sound like a radio voice, and you can adjust your uh, sound uh, like medium, high, or uh, low, for example, you can you can adjust your sound, uh, your voice, and also it has uh, high pass filter, and you will have noise gate uh, to to prevent uh, you know background noises uh, as well, and you can disable all of them at once with sided help, and you can also uh, adjust preset one by one. Now, I presume that all of that, the settings that you make, mm -hmm. are then sent back to your headphone monitor. So if you put that really yes. bassy dynamic audio compression and that punchy compression, you're going to hear it in your headphones. Yes, yeah, it has a compressor as well. So you will have two options for this, Jonathan. The first one is uh, you can hear all changes directly or headphone. But if you want to prevent to send them to the live, for example, if you connect it to Reaper or any application that you are using any post uh you know, processing, you can make an adjustment from the advanced menu to prevent, apply those changes to the, to the sound or to the, to the uh, you know, source that you are sending to live. 
it is possible to enable or disable post uh, fade processing uh, with with the stand option. Mm. I'd be really curious to yeah. find out if this could be scripted for JAWS, the the Windows application, and I have a feeling <laughs> Maybe that Brian... Maybe we, we will look with Brian together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah let, let's start a fund fine. to buy him a Roadcaster Pro, yeah. All right, um, more people speaking. If you would like to ask a question or comment on the Roadcaster Pro, if you're using one yourself, please feel free to raise your hand. We'll get to as many people as possible before. And also, we are waiting uh, for them within the uh, Blind Pod Maker mailing list. Yes, so if you would like to subscribe to the Blind uh, Podmaker mailing list, the Blind Podcaster Creators Group, it's a pretty low traffic list, but the traffic we do get is on point. You can send a blank email to creators-subscribe at theblindpodmaker.com. And I think there'll be a lot of talk about this device and also about the clean feed session that we have coming next week. So let's go over to South Africa and talk to Charlie next. Hi, Charlie. We don't hear you yet, Charlie. Maybe you need to unmute. Hi, Jonathan. There we go. We got you there now. You go. <laughs> How are you today? Welcome. <laughs> um, okay. Um, question that I do have is um, about the Roadcaster. From all that I've heard about it, um, I, I don't want to assume, but I think it has four channels, if I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken. Four microphone channels uh, and some different channels for TRRS, Bluetooth, and sound pads and so on. Okay, so altogether, the channels that are available for usage, how much? How Twelve. many are they? Twelve. All right. Can you find any larger for it and still have it packaged as a Rodecaster Pro, or must you be satisfied with what you have? Uh, sorry, could you explain again? Okay, you say there's 12 channels for usage, right? Mm-hmm. Can you yeah, find right. maybe something with 32 channels, like um, an old no, Mac no, no, no. mixer? This, this is the, yeah, this is, the one, this is the one option for Roadcaster, yeah. Okay. One product, right? Yeah. So, there, are, there are no bigger brothers or anything like that. This is what yeah, they're Yeah, no, <laughs> there is no big yeah. brother. They have also that's created was... a new firmware. Yeah. Okay. No, that's what I was asking, if there was any bigger brothers for it. At that, that no, not now. Not now. Maybe for the future, I think. And also, um, mm. Rode uh, released a new firmware update. It's in beta stage right now, but it, it has uh, some new functions like a beep uh, sound. When you, for example, when you're in a radio show, uh, when you <laughs> use any you know, bad word and you can press a sound uh, pad to beep. Oh, dude, you know, I, can, I can do that already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also they have added a MIDI function. You can use this unit as a MIDI controller. I mean, it's like a MIDI surface uh, device. Um, I didn't okay. test it yet because my mom got an operation, as you know. But uh, I, I know that they have added, yeah. Because the last time I heard about that MIDI uh, kind of addition, it was still in in to to be added. Beta. It was not added yet. For, yes, it was in beta. It was not no, no, a, it, really it was added. added. And they have released within the website, but you need to install the beta version. They have they have released. Yeah. Oh, okay. One last question that I do have about the Rode Rodecaster Pro. Um, do you? Is it necessary that you must have the road equipment with it, like um, the microphones off road? Do you have to have no, that no, no, microphones? No, no. Will, no. will those? No, you can you can use any equipment that you have. 
cables, you know, um, Type C cable or any microphone, microphone cables, TRS cables, mm. and so on. You can connect any any of them, and you don't need any sided help to get your device up and running. For when you when you get it, you can connect it to your computer or smartphone, and you can start mm. to use recording it. Yeah, how much dB of gain is there in this? Because I know that Zoom's making a big deal of there. Fifty-five, as I know. Yeah. I think 55, but let me check on my sources as well, please. Right, okay. Yeah, so any good dynamic mic, and of course it's got phantom power, so any condenser mic will easily be driven by this. So you should be in good shape. Yeah. So uh, especially in a podcasting context, there are a couple oh, sorry, of mics it, that... It's 125 dB. It's oh, really? Okay. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, because there there are a couple of uh, microphones that you see coming up a lot in podcasting circles. Uh, the Heil PR40, which isn't too bad, and that's what I'm using now in terms of the gain required. But the Shure SM is it seven B? I think that 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 is a real I gain think you can hungry look dude. Podmic, Podmic, uh, it, it was very great. I think you can you can try uh, and your when you think for your sounds, the Podmic will be better option for you. It's ninety nine bucks, you know, and you can you can try to use. I think. Yeah, why not? Thank you, Charlie. Yeah, Podmic, it's a dynamic microphone. Okay. Appreciate so that. This pod, so this thing, you can use it with any DAW, I presume? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. It's okay. class compliant. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Let's talk to Ibrahim, who is next. Hi. Hello. Hey, guys. Um, so I've heard a lot about the uh, pod uh, track on the emails lately. And on what you guys are saying here, um, the locats has got some accessibility quirk to be uh, ironed out, I guess. So I guess my main question is, um, can the pod track be used as a uh, all recorder for internet streaming or is it only for podcasting? I mean, you can use the pod track to record any audio that you'd like to record. Okay. Yeah. And and that is known to be accessible at the moment, that, that device. Well... I, I wouldn't. Uh, it's not accessible in the sense that you're getting any feedback by navigating the menus. You're not. You're not. But the, the menus are so sort of insignificant that you can memorize it or build a cheat sheet, and um, you know. So it's it, it's doable. I think the key thing is that the big brother now the Zoom Podtrack P4 does have a big brother, and that is the P8. That does have a touchscreen. It's very much aiming for this same market as the Rodecaster Pro, and so then you get into what is the touchscreen offer that you can't get anywhere else? But with the P4, there is no touchscreen. So you can memorize key presses, essentially. And once it's and, set up, And And that good. has physical buttons, that one, like a tap, a tactile button. Yeah, I mean, both of these devices, the Rodecaster also has physical buttons. It's just that it also has a touchscreen. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they have some gestures, for example, when you uh, try to uh, from flick your uh, finger from... Top to bottom, it will go back to the main main menu when you connect someone with, uh, you know, Ira or anything. Just a quick okay. note, and also Jonathan, maybe I would like to say uh, something for Podtrack P4. I think uh, Zoom have to make some changes to make it accessible. But but for Rodecaster Pro, if we work on uh, to make uh, you know Road Companion application accessible. Uh, yeah, I saw that way. I, I tried it because so maybe it will be more easier than the PodTrack P4. Also, it has an option to save a preset and load it later. For example, when you have some 
options or when you have some adjustment, a spe special adjustment, for example, when you save it to your computer and you can load it uh, anytime that you need. And when we make it accessible, only these two functions, save and load, it will be, I think, game changer because uh, some, I know that some users are using their uh, Focusrite or uh, some other sound interfaces by uh, enabling and disabling presets and, you know, some uh, preloaded functions. Mm. So what kind of data is saveable in those presets? All of them. Mm. All of them, completely. It's, co it's, it's also containing sound pads as well. All of them. All right. That's, that's cool. That's good to yeah. know. Uh, it's what called the name of the, of the microphone for the $99 that the, the person was asking about? It's PodMic. Okay. P O D M I C. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jonathan. Thanks, Ibrahim. Yeah, no it's, a, it's a really reasonable microphone for the price that thing, actually. They've yeah, done yeah, a you, nice you, job you with that. Try, I think you will like it, Jonathan. I, I completely agree with that. You, you will like it. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm now talking with the pod mic now. Right the, now. The, the wand chooses the wizard. I've just got so used to the how PR40 that, you know, I, don't, I just I love this mic. And you kind of get used yeah. to it. It becomes part of your personality. Oh, look at this. And speaking of Heil PR40s, I'm not sure if she's coming in. Shelly, it's been a while. Hello, Jonathan. No, oh, I'm you not are on the PR40 today. You are on the PR40, are you? I am not. Oh, I'm on no. the HR2100. Oh, no. I I'm gave sorry. you this big build-up and everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've been on the PR40 on another podcast and i came into my office here to listen to you guys and it's, it's cooler in here so i'm on the atr 2100 today <laughs> you're full of information i didn't realize that there were other right. podcasts other than this one so that's uh, yeah. oh are you kidding all the ones yeah well yeah. i make all the rest yeah. of them but anyways mm. I, i'm interested in I, I will say one thing about the roadcaster and I, I don't have one i don't have a zoom p4 either i'm actually thinking about the p8 for reasons that i'll talk about in a second but the thing i like about the roadcaster as a low vision person is that it has a dark finish with light controls and um, menus and, th and the like. And so I feel like for my personal purposes, it would be easier to, if I was actually using my vision to interact with it, that's one reason I've, I've considered it. But I have a, this is where my question comes in because I have a mixer that I'm happy with at home and it works with the PR40 and all the other things I do. But I'm thinking about something that would be more appropriate in a field recording situation where I'm, say, going to a live event and I'm putting, say, you know, four to six to eight people on mics. And I know the Rodecaster has four microphones and uh, preamps and has uh, Bluetooth and an input for, say, an iPhone or something like that. But you say it has 12 channels. So I guess my question is, when, especially when we're comparing to something like the P8, can I get six microphones or even eight microphones in there? Is there a way, or are those just TRRS? I mean, I know they're TRRS ports, but is there a way to control those channels individually? Because I'm not able to, to find it looking at the broadcaster. Okay, thank you for, for your questions. So firstly, yeah, it has a light and uh, contrast uh, adjustment option. And also for new release, I heard that they have added dark mode option as well, but it's in the beta stage, so I didn't test it yet, but I know that it's already a built-in contrast and light uh, adjustment option in the, for the touchscreen. Uh, and also, I think text adjustment and font options are being prepared uh, as well. So for microphone, normally, no. You can only connect four microphones at a time, but some users are connecting a... Um, XLR splitter to channel four or any any of the channel to create m multiple microphone at a time. I know that it works because uh, its preamps are very powered 
but you know you 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 will not have a dedicated uh, fader for each microphone that you have connected on the same port you know it will be one control at a time but but yeah as i know some users are connecting if you make uh, some search on youtube there is a video uh, it's explaining how to connect i think 11 microphones to broadcaster pro blah 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 it, uh, tom bug uh, maybe for the creator of the this video you can search on youtube so that's how you get to that many channels if you use XLR split. And can you use XLR splitters on all of the microphone channels or just? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can use for all of them. Uh, and also the attenuator needs to connect line level to XLR. There are, some users okay. are using uh, some line attenuator to connecting line sources to the XLR microphones as well. Uh, but these are workarounds. You know, uh, th this is not an official way, but yeah, I know they are connecting. Great, thank you. Thanks, Shadi, and thank you very much for offering that low vision perspective. That's really important. Gosh. So, yes, what will happen is that when you connect a second mic with a splitter, you are going to see a drop in volume, but you're saying that the preamps are such that you can compensate for that. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. All right, we're talking... They have, the they have tried and they have some results for them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, once at a time, we need to say that these are not official way, you know, because it has already four built-in mics. And you, if you want to expand it, you know, you, you have to use another mixer or with this device at a time or try other workarounds at a time. Yes. Ken Kirker is our guest. We're talking about the Roadcaster Pro. We're almost at the end of our time, but we do have a little bit more. So if you would like to ask a question or make a comment, if you're using this device yourself, please feel free to raise your hands and we will get to you. Uh, Daniel is next. Hi, Daniel. Hey, Jonathan. How are you doing? Marvellous, thanks. Marvellous. It's Monday. Woo. Yeah, it's Monday for you. It's still Sunday evening for right. us here, so mm. we're just having a, at the end of the week. So j just quickly, uh, could you elaborate a little bit more on how you load these this presets that you were mentioning before, Ken? So it is not possible to do that with accessible way, but I said that I think it is we, we can create an interface to load with some keystrokes because, as I mentioned before, with OCR, it is possible to make some adjustment on unit. So only these two options will be accessible. It will be some, you know, it will, it will make some uh, changes for, for uh, users because, for example, uh, some... Sound cards are not uh, sound sound interfaces are not accessible, but I know that multiple blind users are using the you know by loading and uh, you know restoring their presets. So, uh, but Alexi will have a time. We will look uh, the application and we will adjust a template for for users. And I believe that we we can make it accessible percent seventy or eighty maybe. Yeah, that sounds sounds really good. So I guess my, yeah, my because, follow up question just, mm -hmm. just quickly, Jonathan. I know. So because for my trial, so I, 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 I can read the yeah, use case. Right. For, for example, somebody who goes to a mm -hmm. physical store and buys the unit and gets that unit configured, and you know, with with the presets that they want and the effects mm -hmm. they want in each of the channels. Um, that's a that, that's a very interesting part here that, that you can. Uh, low this, this compression effects and this dynamic uh, processing stuff. Uh, would they be able to remember the, the state in which it was left uh, be before, you know, or after it's, it's disconnected from, from, from power or something like that? 
Is that possible? It is. It is all time. Every time it is remembering uh, your settings, and you don't need to adjust every time okay. uh, when you power off the unit. There is no problem on it. And uh, for usage scenario, uh, let me give an example to you. I have just recorded a podcast. I think two years ago, or uh, yeah, two years ago, about Apple TV and using YouTube subtitles and Netflix and some uh, other accessible uh, watching method for blinds. I have just connected my Rodecaster Pro with, uh, you know, actual Type-C cable with my computer and adjust my DAW and also connected my Apple TV uh, by using TRRS cable from my uh, television. And I uh, connected two microphones uh, for my and for my wife. And we have connected two headphones at a time and we have pressed record button. And it, it was recorded, uh, my Apple TV sounding as well, and it, it was recorded everything without problem. And every time I'm also, cre- uh, as a former Apple employee, sometimes I'm doing some demos for, for Apple products. I'm every time using it by connecting my iPhone with TRRS cable. And when I need screen reader, I'm also connecting, uh, sorry, adjusting and routing my jobs sound uh, to the unit as well without problem. For example, while talking, if I want to, uh, you know, want you to hear my jobs, I'm just going to jobs menu and sound, and I'm just choose. And I think you can hear my jobs right now. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. Hold on. I have just muted. Sorry. So. For TRS cable as well, uh, you can you can adjust all uh, options at a time. It is completely possible. Very good. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Now that this it, 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 the settings that I think you can. Yep. Lovely. Anything else, Daniel? Not really. Thank you so much. Very good. Thanks, yes, and I've been thinking actually about the uh, next week, of course, it's WWDC, and we're doing our usual post-keynote wrap, and to be honest, setting this up on the um, P4, and I'm sure with the Roadcaster Pro, is a much easier concept than what I have to do with my analog mixer, so yes. th- these devices. Yeah, we are using in uh, Clubhouse uh, two. I think sometimes ago Apple uh, has another uh, event, you know, that had did have uh, released M1 chip with iPad and yes. so on. Um, uh, on Clubhouse, I have just opened the Apple.com live streaming, and we have created a channel. And while we are talking, I used Fader to you know uh, load down the uh, sound of the of the Apple. Uh, mm. you know? I hope they don't and ping you for while, that. <laughs> yeah, it will it will better because <laughs> they have the big copyright announcement at the beginning there. <laughs> yeah, because we. we <laughs> Because you know it, it will better for us to translate at a time, you know, at the same time. Right. Better, yeah. Right. Very good, Patrick. Welcome to the stage. Well, thank you very much, uh, Jonathan. Um, I just came up because I, I apologize. I joined late, so this question may have already been answered. What I'm wondering about right now, I saw this uh, roadcaster um, discussion in here, and I wonder, have they um, changed anything to the interface? Is it accessible now? Can we use it, or will we still need help uh, setting it up? That's my question, and thank you very much. Ah, well, uh, what I'd suggest <laughs> is when we publish this as a podcast, you might like to take a listen, because at the beginning of the presentation, we did quite a lot of discussion on this, and so it would essentially be repeating the whole presentation to 
answer that question uh, at length. But the, the short answer is, I think, it's sort of doable, but you might need some initial scientific help to set it up. Is that a fair summary? Ah, yeah, okay, okay. This was what well, I was... For, for, an, I interfa for an interface, I think they, they can open the box and connect it to, to, to the computer, and it will be start to work two-channel input and output at the same time right. with outside help. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Right, well, we're just about ready to wrap up. If there are any last requests, last questions, then please feel free to uh, raise your hand or forever hold your peace. So you obviously seem really happy with your purchase. You're, you're enjoying it. You're making the most of it. I think so. Yeah. You're enjoying, you're enjoying the device? Yeah, I love I love it. Sometimes, you know, I, I would like to, you know, <laughs> I would like to shot it. <laughs> 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 because every time when I want to because normally the, the Phantom Power has a background noise, as you know, while while disconnected, you know, it, because it's powered and uh, it is not possible to enable every time, but sometimes when I want to uh, create um, sorry, uh, test a condenser microphone because some uh, companies are sending uh, microphones and so on for testing purposes mm -hmm. sometimes uh, you know uh, while connecting with be my eyes or ira to enable phantom power i, I would like to shout it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, i'm sure we all have that relationship but normally with... like, yeah, i love it yeah very good well, I, I really appreciate you talking us through it i think there'll be a bit of discussion on this on the email list and uh, who knows, maybe there'll be some scripting attempts with the Windows app, which would be fantastic. If yeah, you would like, that I will. Yeah, if you would like to join the list and you're not on it yet, this is where we kind of uh, complement this Clubhouse room with discussion about podcasting. As I said earlier, it is pretty low traffic. And you can send a blank email to creators-subscribe at theblindpodmaker.com. That's creators-subscribe at theblindpodmaker.com. And we'll see you back next week where we are going to talk about clean feed. See you then. <laughs>